Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Uh, welcome to our Thrive Auction. We're going to be selling off all of our teenagers tonight, and it won't be like it happens in other countries across the world. Um, it will be a lot more constructive. Um, <laughs> so tonight, I want to encourage you guys, get out your checkbooks and write really large figures on there and get ready to give it to me at the end of the night, because um, I want your money, and I'm the only pastor here that's going to say that. <laughs> um, so tonight, I have a just small message for you, um, because we're going to auction off all of our teens, but tonight, if you want to open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, verse 27, that's Luke chapter 5, verse 27. One of the main questions in life is, what am I called to? What am I called to? I know when I was 14 years old, I had to answer that question because God called me. He said, follow me. And I didn't know what he was calling me to. I didn't have any clue the expanse or exactly what the lengths of his calling would be for my life. But I knew that he was calling me. And tonight you may feel like you're called to one thing or another, but I want to let you know that tonight if you're in this room, if you're alive and you've responded to the free gift of salvation, that you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, if you, are, if you have a soul that's been regenerated, then tonight, then tonight you are called. You're called, first of all, first of all, to follow. Um... I had, a, I had a little bit of a vision during worship today. Uh, it was of a forest. Um, it was just a green forest with a whole bunch of trees. And I saw somebody in the forest, and I saw uh, that they were confused, and they didn't know where to go or what to do. Uh, and while they were in the forest, I saw sound waves coming over the trees. And as the sound waves, came, sound waves came over the trees, the trees actually parted, and it made a path in the forest. Um, and tonight, there's some of you guys here that are confused, that you may be, you may be um, well advanced in age, but you're still confused as to what you're called to. You're still confused as to what you're supposed to do with your life. But I'm saying that tonight, you're first of all called to follow. Before you're called to do anything else, you're called to follow. So if you want to open up to Luke chapter uh, 5, verse 27, it says, after these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi, which actually today he would be called Lewis. So this is Lewis and Jesus, not Lewis and Clark, Lewis and Jesus, um, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up, and followed him. So you're called to follow. You're called to follow. And in the process of following Christ, first of all, you're called to get out. It says he left all. He left all. Um, Galatians 2 verse 20 says, uh, for I have been crucified with Christ is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life that I live now in the flesh, I live by the, by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, when I was, when I was a young boy, um, <laughs> when I was a young boy, I was in my kitchen in Guam. I lived in Guam. I'm, I'm a, uh, kid of a missionary. So my dad was pastoring a church there and I was in my kitchen talking to my mom in a little bit of a not-so-respectful tone. Guys, respect your parents. Um, 
I, <laughs> I was not being very respectful to her. I don't know what we were talking about, but I definitely remember that it was not very, uh, not the best conversation in the world. Um, so while we were talking, she was getting very, very upset with me because I was just being belligerent. I was being ridiculous. Um, and so she was, I don't know what it was. It was probably a chore or something. She was like, do the dishes. I was like, why don't you have Heather do that? Heather was my sister. There's so many Heathers in my life. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she's still my sister. I said was, but she is still alive. Um, so I said, okay, in this scenario, uh, I said, mom, well, Heather should do the dishes. And then she started getting like upset with me because I wasn't doing what she was asking me to do, just like any parent would get upset with any child that disobeys. And so I'm standing there being belligerent to my mother, and I can feel inside of me um, this voice that says, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> and uh, it's because I know that I'm like causing in her this like tumultuous anger. She just wants to like destroy me in this moment. Because, because I am like, I'm setting myself up for failure at this point um, by just talking back to her. And she's like, you can't talk back to me. And I'm like, well, I kind of am. And, um, and so, yeah, exactly. You can see, this is why this voice is in my head that's saying, get out, Nathan, get out. And so then my mom voices that, and she says, get to your room right now. And I should have done it before she said that because she was already ready. Um, so I started running down the hallway, literally just booking it. Like I was here, my mom was here and she said, go to your room. And I just start like sprinting down the hallway. And as I'm sprinting down the hallway, she is way faster than me. Um, at least with her arms, my legs are fast, but her arms are faster. So she runs towards her shoe that has a really big heel. <laughs> she, she picks it up and I'm running down the hallway like Forrest Gump and and she chucks that thing at me. I kid you not. It lands directly on my vertebrae, like right there. Ridiculous. And I, it's like slow motion. You know, you've seen in the movies that like somebody gets hit by an arrow and they're like, oh, and it's like so dramatic and they fall to the ground bleeding. That was what it was. Literally, it hit my back and I was like, <laughs> and, and I fell to the ground and I wasn't bleeding because you know, it didn't pierce my skin. It almost did. Um, but it was quite ridiculous. And see, if I had just listened to that voice inside of my head that said, get out, <laughs> I would have avoided so much pain in that moment. I would have avoided the pain of sitting on the ground crying instead of being in my bed, just diffusing. See, see in, the, in the call to discipleship, in the call to follow Christ, First of all, you're called to get out. You're called to get out. You're called to look away from your past. Look away from what was in the past, the destructive mindsets that you've had in the past, the things that have held you down. Even in your, even in your work, in your business place, wherever you're at, wherever you're at in your life, if you're in school, you're called to get out of the old things. See, you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who lives, but it's Christ who lives in you. So that means that the old things, all the old things that were, they're no longer. See, they're in the grave. Why would you go and dig up a dead man? You're called to get out. Get out from your former life. Get out from your past. And then, um, and then it says that Levi or Lewis rose up. So you're called to get up. 
You're called to get out, and then you're called to get up. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. You're called to get up. See, the scripture is talking about the, the day that we will actually all rise up the day that we will be raptured up with Christ. But it's also talking about identifying with the ascension. It's, it's talking about identifying with being raised up with Christ, how, how Christ was raised up from the grave. In your life, whatever you're going through right now, you're called to, to be raised up. Um, a few years ago, I was in the prayer room at Christ for the Nations. I went to Christ for the Nations for three years. And I was in the prayer room at Christ for the Nations. One of my friends came up to me, and he gave me a prophetic word. And he said, Nathan, Right now in your life, no matter where you're at, you can't plateau with God. There is only ever from glory to glory with God. You can't, you can't ever depreciate. You can't ever go down. You're only called to go from glory to glory. And even if you feel like you're stepping down one step or another step, you know that in, with God it is always glory to glory. So in, in the physical realm, you may feel like you're stepping down. But that's not the case, because if you have Jesus inside of you, if you have been regenerated, then you are always going from glory to glory to glory. So he gave me this word, and I was like, well, I feel like I'm really glorious right now, <laughs> and uh, I'm doing pretty great right now. Um, but I didn't know that just a couple years down the road, I would have hard times, and I wouldn't feel like I'm going from glory to glory. And you don't always feel like you're going from glory to glory, but with God, you always are. It's always from glory to glory. So you're always called to go up to another level. You're always called to get up. So whenever, you know, Scripture says that a righteous man may fall seven times, but every time, every time he gets back up, um, there's this acrobatic move called a Chinese get up, which is really racist um, because apparently all acrobats are Chinese. Um, so I'm just going to give you an example of what a Chinese get up is. This is a Chinese get up. Oh, I am Chinese. Shishi. <laughs> that means thank you in Mandarin. Um, <laughs> um, so you're called to get up. So that means if you're down in the dumps financially, right now you're called to get up. That means if, you're, if you feel destructive like you've just harbored destructive mindsets in your mind, you're called to get up. Get up out of those thoughts. It means that if you've been talking down to your family and being destructive to your family, you're called to get up. Get up to another level because that's not where you're supposed to be. See, in the discipleship process, it's always from glory to glory to glory. It is always going up. It's coming out and then it's going up. Coming out and then going up. See, it's never, it's never just running from your past. It's always running to something. It's always running, reaching higher, grabbing the next glory. So you see that, you see that Lewis, you see that this tax collector, you see that he was in his field, Jesus called him, and he, he came out, and then he, he got up, he got up, stepped out of doing taxes for people, 
stepped out of doing what he was doing, and he started following Christ. So you see that he got out, he got up, and then he got in line. It says that he followed him. He followed Christ. Tonight you're called to get up, get out, and follow him. You're called to get up, get out, and get in line with what he's doing. Um, Luke chapter, the, verse 29, it says, Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house, and there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. You see here that he was just a tax collector. But when he got out from where he was at, he was able to go back and become a leader from where he was in the past and pull them to the Savior. See, in following Christ, it looks a little bit contradictory because in following Christ, it looks a lot like leadership. It looks a lot like leadership. It's not just following. It's not just following. You're called to get in line with Christ, but when you get in line with Christ, people get in line behind you. Um, have you guys ever wondered, like, why do ants always go in just a straight line? I, I wondered it. So I looked it up. I was like, why do ants always go in a straight line? Why do, they, why do they get, like, single file and all follow just one guy? Well, I found it out. So ants, um, they, all, they go disperse and search for food. When they find food, the one that finds food then releases a trail of pheromones from that food back to the rest of the ants. And then when he brings it back to the rest of the ants, the ants follow in a single file line for what would be for us like 20, 30 miles. Follow this ant to the food. But in order to follow them, they need the smell. So this ant releases pheromones on the ground that the other ants are able to follow in a single file line and get to the food, and then they're able to bring it back to their home and eat it. But see, if that one ant didn't find that food, and that one ant didn't release that smell of pheromones all the way back, the other ants, you've seen it, they just scatter. You see ants just roaming around. They just scatter. See, if they're not in line, they have no purpose. If they're not in line, they have no reason. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to get food. See, in your life, you may feel like purposeless right now. But when you hear the voice of God and he says, follow me, and you respond to it, your heart responds to him, and it responds to saying, yes, I will be a disciple. I will follow you. I will be a Christ follower. You look up the word Levi in the Strong's Concordance. This, this man, Levi, or Lewis, you look up his name, and it says, the Christian, the Christ follower, the Christ follower. Your life may seem like directionless and pointless right now, but when you get in line with what God has done, with what he is doing right now, with what he is calling you to. If you get in line with his word, with his precepts, with his, with his mindset, putting on the mind of Christ, 
when you get in line with him, see, then you find direction. You find purpose. You find a meaning for your life that's way greater than any task you could do or anything you could do in life. That is where purpose is found, in finding the one who found the initial prize, in finding the one who paid the initial price. He's paid for your not just complete redemption, but your complete success in life. He's paid for you to have a purpose. He's paid for you to listen to the voice and follow it. He's paid for you to get out, to get up, and to get in line with what he's doing for your life. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com. 